Halloween, bitches! This is Vixen. Welcome to Podcast Triple X. I believe this is episode 6. I can't believe I'm still around. Anyway, this is October, and you know what October is for the Podcast X family. Tribute to Satan Month. Hail Satan! And here is one of Satan's one of Satan's hottest bitches, I guess. You know, I think the vampires are like his favorite. So, I am reviewing Christina, Queen of Vampires, Volume 1. And I'm looking at her outfit on the front page. I gotta give it to her. Even though I don't swing that way, this is a hot-looking bitch. They gotta dress nice. Apparently, vampires don't like to wear too many clothes. She's got the um, the really cool leather trench coat on. Haha, <laughs> trench coat. So... And basically, uh, she's got some type of thin material covering her pussy, but the tits are just all out. And actually, the the thong she's got on, if you want to call it that, is actually hot. It's like in the shape of a bat. That is so cool. So, she's a bad bitch. So, you know. So, first page of the actual story, we can tell that this seems to be like a medieval setting. She's dressed in like this woman's, like the old time gear or whatever like the ladies will wear like the long dresses of course in this up of course in this get up her tits are covered but barely and you see her running away from the townspeople and the caption reads sheer terror she could feel the hatred from the of the peasants that were that raided her lair and you see this guy wearing a big cross going there it is so she's trying to get away from the townspeople that apparently did not work. So, of course, they catch up with her. And they strap her down. And, of course, because they're men, it's a typical man thing. Wow, look at that. The Beast, the Beast, has great tits. Which proves what Trenchcoat and I have discussed pretty much. No matter how evil bitches, men will still fuck her. Because, actually, now they're all looking at I love the I love the art on this on the bottom of this page. She's now been stripped of her dress and she's just naked, strapped down with her fangs exposed. And all the men, the townspeople, the men seem very happy, eyes bulging out of their heads, you know, smiling like they're like, one guy says, yes, let's fuck the monster hard. Yeah, okay, I tell you, men are such, ugh, anyway, but I digress. So, one, you know, so one guy takes his turn. And pretty much, uh, he says to them, don't ease off the ropes, guys. Wouldn't want my dick bitten off. Well, that's what you would deserve. So, he basically starts raping her. And as he's raping her, one guy says, are you crazy? Have you seen her victims? She's dangerous. But, hey, pussy is pussy, apparently. So, the reverend comes in in the midst of all this and of course the reverend's got to you know spoil the party and he's like you're sick get out of the way now i better see you in confession on sunday you'll burn in hell men will burn in hell for some pussy trust me trust me yes they will so now they got the girl 
hung upside down. And there's one village guy, I guess, who wasn't taken in by the greatness of her titties. Because he says, I'll do it. She killed my entire family. So, of course, they they put the stake through her heart. And it's over. So you see how... I like the way the art looks on this. It's very detailed. You actually see the stake actually settled into her chest. And you see all the blood and gore. It looks very realistic. I just like the way the art is very precise and very detailed. So, this is probably one of the better drawn comics that I've seen. So, it says the caption that she's finally peace, eternal. Hunger vanishes. So, now she's dying and her skin is disintegrating. And then it just says darkness turn takes over. So, on the next page now, apparently, so it says centuries later at a cemetery... It's like these two guys are doing a drug deal and one guy crosses the other guy and shoots the guy in the head. So the guy is laying on top of the ground and he's bleeding, but little does he know that his blood is actually seeping into the ground and into Christina's coffin. And you see this great picture sequence of events at the bottom of the page where first you see the blood dripping down all you see is a skeleton then as the blood hits the skeleton you see the eyes come alive green glowing eyes and then at the bottom of the last panel on the bottom of the page is you see her coming back to life right now she looks gross because she's not completely have all of her skin yet but you see her just steadily lapping up the blood as it comes down and now she is fully awake so the guy apparently didn't die. He goes, wow, I'm still alive. The scumbag must have just grazed me. I'm so lucky. Uh, and your luck's about to run out, son, because the ground parts, and she comes up. Of course, she's, she's butt naked, of course, because it's like a requirement that, you know, she's got to be naked. So. so she takes care of the guy, and actually her humor is really funny. You see she's flying over him. Butt-ass naked talking about, hi, honey. I'm so lucky to catch you here. So, she, of course, you know, the guy's like, oh, please, you know, he th he thinks he's going to get fucked. He's going to get fucked, but not in the way he would like to be fucked. She says, I need something else from you, desperately. So, she bites him, sucks him dry. And, you know, you get this nice shot of her ass just facing, just facing the, uh, the, the viewer or the reader. And... You just hear him going, yeah. So, right after she kills him, though, she almost has she has, has a moment of remorse, saying, "Oh no, it happened all over again. I'm killing humans again. What am I going to do?" So then she rationalizes it by saying, "Well, you know what? The dude was a crook. He was a bad man. So now, her rationale is she'll only kill bad people. So that way, she won't feel bad about." you know, killing all these men or people again. So, that she goes, yes, that's it. The other mortals won't hunt me down for killing those that prey on them too. So, I have to say, she's, 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 a, she's a pretty vampire. I have to give her that. She's, you know, drawn with the beautiful raven hair and, I don't know, she's, she's she kind of white. Oh, and this, I love the top of this next page. You see her, like I said, she has no clothes. So, <laughs> She's flying through the air, and they have the sound effect of whoosh in the air, and you just see her butt 
poked out and she's like like she's in a diving position i guess that's how she flies so she catches up with the guy that shot uh the the uh, other guy in the head so of course she takes care of him too and he goes uh wait a minute what are those things about oh shit please no no so oh for, forget it you're toast so now the next morning we have uh uh supposed to be a crime scene of course because she killed both guys and you see this man who's a detective and the woman who is i believe she's a scientist or, or she might yeah i think she's the coroner is what she is and obviously you can tell that they've been fucking for a while and she just goes you know are we still on for tonight and you know after they talk about how they're going to fuck each other later they talk about the uh, two guys who are laying there. Both of them, you know, had the puncture. One guy had the puncture wound in his neck. And, of course, foreshadowing, surprise, surprise, she says, if I didn't know any better, I would say that these were bite marks. Like from a vampire. Oh, really? I would have never guessed. Well, of course, come on. We saw in, of course, the first, you know, three or four pages, we know that's what's going on. So next shot we have is at the funeral parlor and oh I'm sorry they do a quick lay, uh, do a quick scene of the funeral parlor basically doing setting us up for what's going to come later so of course the funeral parlor and vampires go hand in hand now we're now we're just back to the two the cop in the corner I forgot their names that'll come around I guess eventually is uh you know she comes to dinner with nothing on but a coat and you know, of course, we have plenty of fucking. There are good fucking scenes in this. In in this, like I, I love how, as I've said time and time again, how you can tell a man drew this because he gives the man such a huge dick. It's like unbelievable. It's like you know, everyone has the schlong from heaven or something or other. And of course, she can't wait. Being you know the nasty girl she is, she's already on it, doing what she needs to do. She's on it for several panels a lot of panels so apparently she 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 loves dick and of course now you know she he says to her sure your wish is my command i'll fuck you silly hmm i guess yeah i guess that is kind of high i think i would want a man to tell me i'll fuck you silly depending on who it is some some people can get away with that other people i just had to laugh in their face but i'll fuck you silly is actually a pretty good you know i can i can deal with that so you know, so of course we have the vi the the course graphic visual because again, it's a erotic material, and of course you know you actually see penis going into vagina. Yeah, I'm using technical terms. Isn't that cute? And she's like, you know, telling him what to do, and oh, deeper, deeper. Oh, look, if you, I mean, my audience, I'm sure you know what good sex is, or at least I hope you do. So, but uh. This is really, is really, like I said, the the drawing. This is one of the better drawing comics that I've seen, and you know he's he's giving it to her. And back to the funeral parlor, the director is sitting at his desk, and of course Christina comes up behind him and she just says, "Hi, dear, lovely place you have here." So makes him spill his coffee all over himself and uh, she basically tells him, "I think I'll make this place my lair." Meaning, basically, you 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 know you have no say in it. I'm a vampire. Fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Kind of like that about her, you know, female empowerment. Even though she's a creature of the night, but hey, 
here in the Podcast X and Triple X family, we like crazy demonic chicks. Anyway, so she she hypnotizes him with her eyes, and you actually see in the panel her eye rays, her her rays are just you know she's so powerful you can see the rays coming out of her eyes to put him under her power so basically now now that she's gotten blood now she wants to fuck so he commences to doing her will which is basically eating her out and fucking her silly then of course that goes on for panels and more panels she actually you know treats him nice by sucking him off she doesn't bite it off like, you know, she might have done with the uh, town's guy a few centuries ago. Since this is what she wants, you know, she um she's sucking him off. Hey, I wonder how she's able to do that without biting it off because she's got the fangs. When you do fellatio, you're not supposed to use your teeth anyway. So, therefore, she just probably has to be a little bit more careful. But, listen, anyone who puts their dick in your mouth and they use teeth, you want to stay away from them as much as possible so again more panels more panels and more fucking she's playing with herself it actually is kind of hot it's just uh without like i said since it's an erotic comic we just have pages upon pages upon pages of fucking but it is very well drawn i would i actually would recommend this uh comic you know, to the audience, because if you're into seeing scenes of fucking, this is, it's almost like a porn movie, and that, you know, all the detail that's being shown, and like I said, this goes on for pages and pages, so, finally, she lets him release, she, you know, he comes all over her, she's, she's, she's swallowing, she even says, wow, powerful stuff, this is just as energizing as blood, so I guess she's gonna be sucking some semen okay so again now we have another scene where she's encountering another bad guy who was trying to rape this girl what you know before he can even pull his pants down you see christina is on him and she's basically you know telling him you know too little too late you're in deep trouble now just take it like a man which means she's going to kill him so she pretty much, you know, kills him, chomps him up, or, you know, sucks his blood out. And at the bottom of the page, she's like, now that's just what I needed. So now she's looking at the unconscious human girl laying in the alleyway. And she starts playing with the girl because, you know, she goes for girls and guys. So she's uh, still unconscious. And she's like licking her 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 breasts and she's talking about she's gorgeous and she tastes lovely too so right when she's starting to play with her twat the girl comes too and christina just plays it off like oh honey i was just making sure that you were okay and i was making sure he didn't rape you or anything so um christina kisses the girl because the girl is resistant he's not she's not able to get the girl on to uh, to mem- to mesmerize her so she just gives her a kiss and she was like oh you'll be fine you know and the girl's all laying in the alley talking about what what just happened i i think i have to call the police so now we go back to as i find out the cop's name is mike and the girl's name is iris so they're still fucking each other the cop in the corner are still fucking each other so then of course 
their beepers go off because there's another murder and you see them on their on route in route to the crime scene talking about oh I want to have we have to you know redo you know do our dinner again so all right so we got them in you know crime scene tapers up and he's telling them you know the other police officer is telling him that they have a witness she gives them a description of the woman that she said that she saw and she really doesn't remember everything that happened but she says to him to Mike she was very distinctive and she had flaming red eyes but of course she thinks it's just contact lenses she didn't realize that that was a vampire who was trying to seduce her so Mike being the cop is like oh this is an important lead I have to you know investigate so Christina is back in the funeral parlor which is now her lair and the care the undertaker has given her his assistant and she was just you know I, her name is Veronica yeah Veronica is a virgin so at first she was like no I won't be your slave I won't do it so all Christina has to do is blaze her eyes at her and she's under her power so of course you got two women and a man so of course what's going to happen everybody's going to get fucked but she's still screaming Veronica's still screaming but I'm a virgin and he was just like I've been wanting to do this to you for a while so he proceeds to smack her ass repeatedly and making her and you can actually see the welt they drew the welt red marks on her ass as he keeps smacking her harder and harder but then she's like Ooh, I can't believe it, but I'm starting to enjoy this. My pussy's getting wet fast. So, of course, we got continuous smacking. And finally, the funeral director breaks Veronica in by fucking her. And she was like, uh, uh, Christina was like, uh, you know, to be gentle because she's a virgin and then she was like and then the funeral parlor director pulls out his dick and it's got blood on it and she goes ah what a treat you really were you really were a virgin so now she has converted the virgin into a slut pretty much and the girl is so slutty that now she walks around the funeral parlor with no panties on and she's got on this short stuff and in uh, respect to her mistress she has made her this really cool lace outfit is really cool so i can see being under the power of a man but not a woman but i guess you know you get you guess you don't have a choice when there's a vampire so yeah now she's got uh her i guess you could say the funeral director and uh, his assistant are now her minions if you want to use that word so now we have jack sitting at his sitting in the car and he's looking at the 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 sketch that the woman described to the the female girl the human girl that was uh, attached and the picture looks exactly like Christina so Christina is now out at night and she's roaming the street and she comes on these I guess I believe they're drug dealers and again she does her thing where he he shoots her and of course he's mortified because of course bullets don't kill a vampire so she ends up killing him, but uh, Mike and his partner hear the sh- the uh, gunshots. 
So they race to the scene, find a guy dead, but they don't find her. And then Christina is hovering on top of a rooftop. And it's like how in Dracula, Dracula had his one true love, whatever. Well, the same goes for Christina. She feels this connection to him. And she comes down to meet him. And she's like, you know, I am your destiny. And I'm just like, how could you had not met this person, but you just know? I mean, it would have been good if maybe they had set up something like maybe they had been together in a past life or something like that. But I guess they just they just kind of spring it on you. Okay, you know, I'm fucking the funeral parlor guy. And, you know, oh, but this guy is my destiny. So they end up fucking and she bites him, you know, the mark of the vampire. So... She has turned him, you know, well, the first bite just makes him, I guess, yearn for her. But the next bite is supposed to make him, you know, hers forever. So, of course, it works because apparently the next day he cancels on Iris for dinner. And he says that he's sick and just hangs up on her. So, you can tell he's he's feeling the vampire, I guess, the vampire symptoms because after he gets off the phone with uh, his girlfriend... He has to uh, pull down the shades, and he's got his sunglasses on, standing with his dick erect. Though his 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 nice body, but anyway, he he's lying, so he has to have on the sunglasses, and he pulls all the uh, curtains. So of course, this is the first start of him becoming a full vampire. He can't stand the sunlight. The girlfriend goes by his house and decides she's gonna check and see what's going on with him. She gets out the car and she sees him going down the alleyway and he doesn't even hear her and she's like he's not cheating on me is he on his way to another woman i would really hate that i'd rather see him meet a vampire okay these uh, attempts at irony are just really goofy but of course what else is he doing but going to meet the vampire so she follows him down the alleyway and what does she see but her boyfriend fucking the shit out of christina so She's, uh, you know, she's she sits there and she watches it for a few minutes. And then she hears Christina say, Are you ready now for my second bite? That makes you my lover for evermore. So she's like, second bite? Am I hearing that right? She pulls out her, because I guess she's, she has uh, her own gun. So she pulls out the gun and she's like, Freeze, bitch, stop that. Of course, Christina just turns around and bears her fangs at her. So, she's like, who are you to command me? He's mine now. So, of course, they had the little bitch fight. You know, he's mine. No, he's mine. So, she shoots Christina. Of course, as we all know, the bullets don't do anything. She beats the shit out of Iris. While, and on all the time that Christina's beating her ass, Iris is trying to get through to Mike. Talk about, Mike, I love you. I'll move in with you. Help me. I need your help. So, you know, cause so Christina lets her know she's pretty much enjoying all this beating her ass. So, like, she's flying. I mean, she's picking up Iris like a rag doll, crashing her into, like, trash cans, tra- trashing her, crashing her into a um, dumpster. Christina tells her, I'll let, tells uh, Mike, the boyfriend, you know, that he, she'll let him fuck the uh, girlfriend one last time. And, of course, since he's under her power, he just does what she says. So, Iris comes to, to the, you know, to the feeling of Mike fucking her. She actually is a lot stronger than she can deal with a human man. Because she punches the shit out of Mike and 
uh, takes her, you know, throws him off of her. They're all, so now we're back to Christina and Iris having this bitch fest again. <laughs> and she basically says to her, you know, I only kill bad guys and this is why. And that, you know, so Iris is like, it doesn't work that way. Don't think that just because you're killing bad people that you're not going to be held responsible for it. As it so happens, Iris finds a nice piece of wood. I think she threw her through a crate. So now she has a nice piece of wood. And just as Christina is about to snap her neck, she delivers the blow of this of the now the wooden stake into Christina's chest. So now she's <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, they got it, yeah. So you know, although it was a kind of shame, it's kind of sad to see Christina all beat the fuck up. But hey, she was going to kill her. What you gonna do? Uh, Christina's like now, you know, hunched over, all this blood all over her. Like I said, it's a very, it's very graphic in detail. You can actually believe that, you know, it that there is all this blood coming out of her. I have to give credit to the art guy who did this. I think the um guy, this was done by Frank Mesnick. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, but. You did a really great job on this on this artwork. So Christina is laying there, appears that she's dying, and I guess her killing, her her piercing, Christina has broken Mike's, the power she had over Mike. So they're standing there in the middle of the alleyway. She's butt ass naked, and he's only got a shirt on, and they're talking about stuff like you know, uh yeah, give me your coat please. I really need it. Apparently, Christina, she didn't really get her heart, but she is hurt. So, because they, they go, hey, where's the vampire? And she stands up. She's on, She's above them now. I'm here, mortals. And she's like, you've missed your chance to kill me, bitch. You won't get another. And so, she vows that she's going to come back and settle the score with uh, Iris. But she tells Mike, you know, that she's still going to come after him, that they're meant to be together. I was like, damn, that's some stalker shit. No matter what, you know, get a restraining order on that bitch. She goes back to her lair, which is the funeral parlor, and they're still in they're still in the alleyway talking and I guess they're they're making amends with each other, Mike and Iris, and now they're together and in love and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. Now nice how she just forgave him because he was screwing a vampire not even ten minutes before. But oh well, whatever. Christina manages to make it back to the funeral parlor. Veronica and the funeral parlor guy put her, they bandage her and they put her back in her coffin. And she says that, uh, I just need a lot of rest. And she tells him, don't worry, my loves. I will rise again. I don't know when exactly, but it will happen. She gives them, which I think is pretty cool for the boss, you know, just enjoy yourselves with each other and go on with your regular lives, okay? It's like, you don't expect a vampire to say that but I guess since she can't fuck either one of them anymore I guess she's like well doesn't fuck each other so now she's back in her casket or her coffin and like in the beginning when she was killed the first time it says again and darkness falls again and the depiction of the darkness is just a black panel with like golden like lights around it I guess that's her going into her unkind her her um deep sleep this is the final page and as christina is dying at the very top of the panel all you see is this, these really big glaring red eyes and he's got like a like a design on it all reminds me of like if any if you watched uh star trek the next generation 
uh, he almost looks like Worf. He almost looks like he has, you know, for what, what we used to call a butthead. <laughs> With all the ridges in his face. So, he is sensing Christina dying. I can feel the presence of another vampire. A very powerful one, too. An ancient master. And then he had to say in all this poetic pose, poetic pose, he goes, awesome. <laughs> so, he's a vampire. He's in his, uh, in his chair, surrounded by all his bitches. And they all talk about, yeah, we felt that, and, you know, she will, she will survive. And I know we will meet up with her, and quite soon, too. So, that's basically all we have going on in here. And Mike and Iris are back together, fucking each other. So, of course, that's how it ends. It's, that's the end of the comic. So, we have the promise that Christina will rise again, and that we got more vampires coming down the pike to deal with. So... I love this comic. I thought it was really great. It was long as I don't know what. But I love the fact that it was... It kept moving very, very, very quickly. I love the drawing. Just completely love the drawing and the artwork. And the dialogue was really good. It was snappy and funny. Like, I think all of us who were used to... Like, looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that... We're used to smart-alecky vampires. And it was nice that they kept that up. So I thought it was really... I thought it was great. I would actually, to rate this, I would give it a, I would give it a, about an 8. That's my review of Christina, Queen of Vampires, Chapter 1. Feel free to check me out on podcast.blogspot.com and also hear from me on the main podcast, podcastx.blogspot.com. So, happy Halloween, bitches. I'm out. Podcast X. Production.